Hey, sweet friends, and welcome to How's Your Heart, the podcast where we toss the surface level conversations to the side and dig deep into how we actually are. Hi, sweet friends. It's been a while. It's been almost a year exactly since I recorded the last episode of the How's Your Heart podcast. This episode is actually one of those episodes that I recorded almost an entire year ago on April 27th. If you know me, April, May of last year, a lot changed in my life personally and also in my family's life. And so because of that, the podcast has gotten put on the back burner. But I really want you guys to hear this episode and Travis deserves for his episode to be heard. And so you are going to hear today from Travis Philbeck, my brother in love. He shares about his marriage, the things he's learned and how to navigate constant change. I hope that you guys all enjoy this episode with Travis Philbeck. Trav, I am so excited to have you on this episode of the podcast. Yeah, I'm really excited. I've I've been waiting for you to ask me for months. You You actually have brought it up quite a lot and honestly... At first, I thought you were being sarcastic. I did. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually want to do it, <laughs> but you. But then you actually did ask. Exactly. So I feel like you have no one else to blame but yourself for the fact that we're <laughs> recording right now. Um, so if you can't tell by the sarcasm and banter, um, Travis is actually my brother, full blood brother. Yeah. Um, In law. Yeah brother-in-law um and basically the same thing basically my brother um so (laughs) he would argue otherwise but whatever um and so uh Trav and I actually met right after gosh it must have been 2017 you probably don't remember that but 2017 when Brandon and I my husband started dating and you actually started dating Bri your now wife um, mm-hmm. like a few months after that. And I feel like the pinnacle story or like the first time that all of us started hanging out <laughs> was this stupid hike that was, um, from my perspective, supposed to be short. Um, so <laughs> I would love to hear your side of the story and all, you know, add my pointers as you go, but kind of tell the story of the first time that it was the first time, right? That all four of us hung out. Um, well, yeah, it would have been the first time we all hung out because right. um, at the time, Brian, neither Brian nor myself were interested in each other. We we're just um, in the same friend group. Right. But so but you and Brandon. Madly in love with each other secretly. No, <laughs> not, not even kind of in love with each other. <sighs> So you and Brandon came up to visit me while I was at school in Knoxville. Right. And um, I was friends. I had been friends with Bri's roommate. And so you ended up staying with them and Brandon stayed with me. And um, we were getting people to go on a hike, which I don't know how you guys did not know the length of the hike. Um, We weren't informed. We were just well, that would we were definitely going on a hike. be something that I would have told you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we had invited Maddie, who was Bri's roommate, um, mm-hmm. and they're actually best friends. 
and uh, she could not come. So I guess Brian ended up coming with us and it ended up just being the four of us, me, Brian, right. Devin, and Brandon. And um, neither of us were interested in each other. But so we drove up to the Smoky Mountains and it was the hike is Mount Leconte. Um, and I think that's the whole, yeah, Allen Cave um, and then up to Mount Leconte, which mm-hmm. is a... 12 around a 12 mile round trip <laughs> yeah uh-huh. um, w- when was that it must have been february yeah when did yeah. You, yeah based so, um based on the yeah it was it was february because based on the yeah. weather change that occurred mid-hike um it february would make sense <laughs> yeah so it was it was pretty decent weather in knoxville uh mm-hmm. it was probably chilly if i um so we went up and we started hiking and I think that I think I was wearing like some Columbia pants, a t-shirt and a flannel. Yeah. Which normally would not um, cause any question. Right. But we ended up hiking and we didn't realize that it was icy uh, six miles up. And so we had all hiked. I think Bri was wearing leggings and like a t-shirt and a rain, like a wind blazer yeah and um and like looking back on it she was she like endured it very well because she hates the cold uh, but um you didn't know that at the time like you do yeah, now. I, didn't, I didn't know her that well yeah right and so we we all were hiking and brian and i naturally walked together because you and brandon um are slow yeah. Yeah, y'all were same. yeah y'all were slow <laughs> <laughs> so we hiked up to the top and brian and i it, that was the funny thing. We weren't interested in each other, um, but y'all spent a easily... whole day alone, basically. Yeah. And uh, we just made easy conversation. So we got up to the top. I think we hung out for a while in the cabin, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I, there wasn't much of a view because it was so uh, foggy. It was so foggy. yeah, it was just foggy. And so on our way back down, we're probably up there for half an hour or so. On our way back down. Brian and I were, I mean, it was fine because we were just talking the whole time, but we were ready to get down and y'all were walking so slow. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to step in here. I was wearing tennis shoes, not like I wasn't in hiking boots. And at one point me and Brandon are holding onto a chain or a rope and it is like a full drop off. Like there's only a few and I'm sliding on this ice in my shoes so i'm sorry if it took me a second no, i to fell get down. i fell two or three times yeah it, the conditions there was a girl were bad yeah there was a girl going up i remember and she was just wearing uh like leggings socks and i think chacos oh, oh, oh my, my goodness well yeah the, just the weather changed so dramatically yeah up that about halfway up the hike and then yeah the here here's the part that still gets us every like probably 15 minutes travis would say just just 20 more minutes just 20 more minutes i promise guys just 20 more minutes there, and it was reason. never 20 more minutes the amount of times i heard that on the hike i was like it is because not gonna be 20 the, more minutes the first time i did that hike was with uh three other friends from school and it was perfect weather that time. And we were in, we were probably in shorts, but we had asked a guy, um, I, I couldn't tell you exactly where we were on the hike. We we're about to come up 
to some stairs and we asked the guy because he was coming back down we're like hey how much longer till we get to the top he's like oh it's probably about 20 more minutes <laughs> and we were maybe halfway up oh my god and it was like hours yeah and so every time i go on that hike i tell everybody anytime they ask oh, about 20 more minutes travis that was years ago how have i never known why you said that that was yeah. so that's why i did it because we we were ticked off that that guy told us that once we got to the top. I feel like we need to do that hike again, which I may regret that, but I feel like we need yeah. to do it again just so I can say I knew what I was getting into and mm -hmm. I did it. Like, I feel like the mental game I played on that hike was horrible. <laughs> like, I, I just feel like we need to do it again. Maybe not anytime soon, but eventually. One, one day. One day. That's on, that's on the one day list. But anyway, what I remember is our hands <laughs> swelling up. Oh my gosh. It was, I, I feel like we're not adequately, adequately explaining the conditions of that hike. Like it was horrible. It was not, I did not have fun. I did not I feel, enjoyed it. I didn't, I did not have fun. I did not <laughs> feel accomplished. I genuinely at different points thought I was going to fall off a cliff because of my <laughs> shoes and I was freezing. Like it, it was not fun. When I saw the weather change back coming down the mountain, I was like, thank the Lord. That was horrible. I don't want to ever do it again. <sighs> but yeah, y'all sat in the car very comfortably for a little bit before we got back. Yeah, we we probably beat you guys down by like half an hour or four to five minutes. Yeah, I feel like people are learning a lot about you guys in this story. <laughs> Ditch those losers. We're going to go sit in the car. <laughs> Who knows if they'll make it, but <laughs> we'll be comfortable. <laughs> Exactly. Well, exactly. Nothing has changed. Um, so obviously everyone learned a little bit about us from that story. I just felt like it explained a lot, but to let them get to know you a little bit more, I've got a very serious question for you. Are you ready? Uh -huh. Okay. So if you were suddenly transported to another planet with no warning, how would you assess the situation in order to survive? I mean, I would die instantly. <laughs> Why are you, you being so practical about this? I would literally instantly die. Oh um, what's, what's the planet Elon Musk is trying to go to? I have no idea. I feel um, like there's I, a lot that people talk about with that man, and I, I, I don't keep track of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I am not prepared to do that. I don't have, I, I have, I would not last long. Are you saying that because I thought you were saying that because there, you wouldn't have oxygen, like obviously. Oh, no, that's that. what I'm saying. But like, if I was physically able to survive there, um, I mean, I have no idea. I don't think anything grows on any of these planets. I would, I would literally die of starvation next. <laughs> so if you didn't die from the lack of oxygen you would then die from starvation you would have no hope of survival no hope <laughs> okay I feel like that's a decent enough answer I feel like you answered <laughs> that very practically you're like there's no oxygen I would die <laughs> yes okay well I feel like that does give people a heads up um to know a little bit more about you so now that they have silly answers and silly stories, kind of explain to everyone what your life looks like right now. Obviously, they now know that you're married to Bri, um, but mm -hmm. give us a little more background on you. 
Yeah, so I met Bri at the beginning of 2018. Um, we started dating throughout the summer. Um, we both uh, clicked with our in-laws, now in-laws, um, and we like each other's family, which is rarer than I realized. Mm-hmm. But um, we got married just a, it's, it's about a year and a half ago now in yeah. January 2021 um which was we loved it it was a lot of fun um it was a good time y'all had a good party we did we had a lot of fun we got to go up to um we were going to go on a cruise but we ended up it got canceled Mm -hmm. and so we went up to um where did we go chattanooga and for a few days and then we went to Asheville for a few days it was perfect wouldn't have had it any other way i was gonna say it was probably super chill that's how ours was yeah um, and since then, Bri, so Bri graduated right before our wedding, the December before our wedding. And, um, then we got married and she started, um, as a parapro, like a teaching assistant at a school here in Effingham. Um, and a few months later, she got offered a teaching position in Savannah. And so she's been working out there. I was working for a home builder, um, since I graduated in 2019, at the end of 2019. And then I recently, about a month and a half ago or so, um, just started working for a commercial builder. And I've really been enjoying it. But yeah, so in the last, the last year has changed a lot for Brian and I. Um, we got married, we bought a house. Mm-hmm. Um, we both have started new jobs. And uh, just a lot of change. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why in my head y'all getting married was such, like there's so much more time in between what it actually is. Like I, yeah. obviously I know y'all have gone through so much change, but that really wasn't that, like y'all haven't been married that long considering how much no, we y'all have experienced. It has been a lot of change. A lot, both of y'all have changed jobs. You know, you've mm-hmm. bought a house, which is a big change in and of itself. Like, I mean, even it's not like y'all moved like right down the street from where y'all were. I mean, y'all are in a completely different town than. Yeah, I didn't even know what Effingham was three years ago. (laughs) Right. And now your whole family lives here. Yeah. Now everybody lives here. Yeah. Except Megan. Yeah. But we don't talk about her. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Megan, it's actually funny. Megan's been on the podcast. Bri's been on the podcast. You were kind of next in the in the mm-hmm. tier I guess Garrett would be next because all the all the other siblings have been on so hopefully hopefully he's not offended that I haven't asked him yet I guess I need to ask him to be on he the can podcast. be the season three debut there you go he'll kick off season three yep exactly good move good move now I, now I've got to ask him um mm-hmm. so obviously in the midst of so much change what do you feel like has been the sweetest part of this season of life um I would say for me, just getting to um, learn and grow as a husband, mm-hmm. um, I think it is the sweetest and I think it has been one of the hardest parts. Yeah. Um, just it's a lot of change moving. Um, uh, what am I trying to say? Just going deeper into a relationship with someone. Right. Um, than you have before and so it's been really good to uh grow that way and to be able to start Brian and I are both 
starting our careers, starting our life. Um, And so it's been really sweet to be able to do that, especially with her. Yeah. And I've, I don't know if you've heard this like comparison before, but that like your spouse is a mirror, like you, Mm -hmm. you see beautiful parts of yourself that you didn't see previously, but also you see really bad things about yourself that you didn't see previously. And it sounds kind of like, that's what you're explaining, but like you've gotten to grow a lot and be molded a lot by being a husband in ways that outside of being married, you probably wouldn't have experienced. Yeah. What do you feel like are, is maybe one or, or two things that you've learned, learned so far being a husband? Um, I've learned that my wife, I've learned a lot. My wife and I do not communicate the same way all the time. Mm. Um, we have different love languages mm-hmm. and I have to, I have to speak in a way that she, she understands more than a way that makes sense to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, they're, they're like just called- com- communication skills, just learning how to understand each other and how to, um, grow with each other and be self-aware. Right. Yeah. You both, I mean, it's like you said, both of y'all are speaking different languages. And so you're having to learn to communicate in each other's languages that both of y'all have different needs, different desires. I mean, you said love languages, you, we naturally try to love in the love language that we want. And so trying to communicate in a different way is, is hard and and doesn't feel natural. What, what are y'all's love languages? I feel like I should know that, but I don't. Um, mine is quality time. Okay. Like my, our main ones, mine is quality time and hers is words of affirmation. Mm, so what um, what would be an example of you getting quality time looks like an example of that um honestly I don't know I feel like so the last time I took it that's what it had and it has always been quality time yeah but um I don't know I think it might have changed some like I think quality time is still big but I think um having someone closer to me um naturally has changed that some. So like yeah. having quality time, I, uh, and I hope Bri can't hear me because she's going to say I'm lying. <laughs> um, quality time would be just spending any kind of time, whether it's so recently I've been, um, since I moved into my house, I wanted to have a really nice lawn, but mm-hmm. it was in August and so I couldn't do anything. And so, um, being able to work on the lawn has been really nice. And Brian and I have been doing that together and keeping up yeah. with our, flower beds and bee weeding and just stuff like that spending time with our dogs or you, you know sound so, so uh, adult right now yeah maintaining my lawn so <laughs> that was the thing I when I moved in this house I was like I'm gonna have I want to have the best yard yeah. in this neighborhood it like changes you you become a homeowner and you're like wow exactly. I really do care about my lawn <laughs> yep that is so funny yeah I mean it sounds like just shared activity like it doesn't have to be yeah. anything fancy. Y'all don't have to go on some big trip together to get quality time together. Working on the lawn together is, it makes you feel loved because y'all are sharing an activity together. Yeah. So what about for Bri, you said words of affirmation. What does that look like? This is a big, big test right here. What's that look like to love yeah. her that way? <laughs> um, I don't always do it well. I'll preface it. Um, but 
it would just be to um, let her know how much I love her more often than I think mm. I need to tell her that. Yeah. Um, and show her that I cherish her just with with my words. And um, I think it would. it's also, I would say mainly with my words, but also like secondly with my time. Yeah. Um, but that would be just, you know, tell her how great of a job I think she's doing whenever she's down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how beautiful I think she is. Oh, I mean, you know, you know, Brandon, isn't Brandon words of affirmation? Yeah, he has words of affirmation, but he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't, I don't know if he fully agrees with it, but yeah, that is what he got on the test, but just tell him he's beautiful. Yeah. I'm going to go out after this recording and tell him how beautiful he is. He'll love it. Um, (laughs) but, but I mean, you know, obviously, you know, in the Phil Beck household and in my household growing up, like sarcasm is like a huge thing that saws around. It's just how y'all love people. And so I'm sure that's been a hard change because you feel like you're joking with her. You feel like, you know, you are loving her well, but that's not how it's being received, especially if she's words of affirmation. And so I'm sure that's been a big change when you feel like y'all are in a healthy space and she's like, why are you joking with me a hundred percent of the time? You know, Uh me and Brandon talked about that too. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I am, I don't know if I'm, I think that I'm a very sarcastic person. I, I try not to take myself too seriously, but um, that is a big thing that I've learned is I cannot be as sarcastic with my wife in certain moments as I would necessarily want to be. Right. Right. Which, I mean, that's kind of what you're circling is, you know, that y'all communicate differently and that's okay. Like she kind of has to cave a little bit and maybe joke more than she or deal with sarcasm maybe more than she would. And you kind of cave a little bit and go, you know, this is maybe a moment where I need to be more intentional with my words and not um, use sarcasm, which you would naturally. Um, Exactly. But yeah, no, that's good. I think, I think that that's a very common thing that people discuss in marriage. And so I feel like that's probably good for people to hear that like, okay, yeah, we do speak different languages and that's normal, but how do we compromise in that? Uh-huh. so obviously we may have kind of touched on this but you said it's kind of the sweetest and the hardest part how much you've grown and learned um in being married but what do you feel like is the hardest part of the season of life um the hardest part would be I think for both of us is just you know as humans we I, oftentimes or in low times tend to be selfish and so mm-hmm. I think that translate into how we spend our time and um, how we speak to one another. And so that's been one of the hardest things is learning that I could avoid a fight if I just, and it's, I I do think that it's a choice you have to make. Like I have to choose to love better or respect better. And so that has been I understand the concept fully, right? But putting it into practice <laughs> right. uh, has been difficult. But uh, we're we work on it a lot. So yeah, well, and I feel like that's just going to be a forever thing. I mean, I think that yeah. as humans, we're naturally very like self-absorbed, whether we want to, you know, <laughs> identify as that or not. But 
marriage kind of makes you fight against that, I guess would be a good way to say it. Like, I can't be selfish if this is going to be a healthy marriage. I can't, you know, choose myself every moment. If we're going to be in a healthy place, if you do, the marriage is going to suffer. And so that is a really hard thing to go. Okay. How do I put my wife or my husband above myself constantly? It just doesn't feel very natural. Not at all. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think that's, pretty common for everyone to like I mean we've experienced that in our marriage I feel like that's like yeah how do I lay my pride down daily which seems impossible does so with the sweet stuff and the hard stuff how do you feel like you're doing how do you feel like your heart is doing in the midst of all of that um I am in a good place right now good I uh so my previous employer, I was with them until I guess March or mm-hmm. no, the, the last February 28th. That's, that was my last day there. And so I could not have been happier to move on from them. It was just not something I wanted to do. Right. Um, opportunities that I had um, went away yeah. and, and I hate to just throw around the word joy, but it, it sucked the joy out of my life right? Um, just to work there. Yeah. And so, um, and there was a lot of changes and I think, you know, I don't want to, I'm not trying to talk bad about my previous right, employer. Right. It's just, it was not for me in the position that I was in was not for me. Right. And I applied to jobs for, I mean, I probably applied to different jobs for seven months. Mm-hmm. Um, and to no fail and I was not in I mean I wasn't like going crazy but I just was in a apathetic right. state um and so obviously that affects a lot right and so um about two months ago the employer I'm with now um called me and I previously um interviewed with them and um, it's with a, it's in commercial construction and it was the job that I wanted. Right. Um, I had, I had two offers and I did not want to take the other one. Yeah. And um, I think I would have made more money, been better off uh, tangibly right. if I had gone to the other company, right. but it, I had no joy doing what I was doing. Right. And so, and that was part of what I've been doing. And so I took this job and Brian and I had to talk about it. We had to figure out, you know, budgets and right. a lot of stuff here. And so I took it and it was the best decision of my career so far, which I don't, I don't have a long career, but <laughs> right, I couldn't right. be happier. And so uh, it was an answered prayer and um, yeah, I just, I was waiting for for a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, you're at work majority of your day. And so if that is stressful and depleting and that you're not passionate about what you're doing, it's going to domino effect into your marriage, Uh into your friendships, into your family, into just your overall well-being. And you were experiencing that for a long time of, you know, I'm just not passionate about this. I I'm not hopeful about this. 
And so mm-hmm. to have such a huge part of your life be kind of, you know, restored or, you know, you feel passion or excitement about it or hope for the future of your job. I mean, yeah, that, that hope is going to impact your marriage, your family, your friends, you know, your overall well-being. And so it, it was a huge change. And I mean, I've noticed a difference in you as well, because it was very obvious, the like depleted, how depleted emotionally you were feeling based off of, you know, where you were working. And again, yeah, not to, you're right, not to like trash them at all, but it just wasn't what you were passionate about. And so it was sucking the joy out of you. And so there has been a noticeable difference in you since, you know, changing positions, which has got to feel really, really good. So it makes sense that, you know, you feel like your heart is in a good position with that big shift. Yeah, I think it um, has been really good. And I think as a precursor, um, Bri, my wife, what had started to get in a similar position. She was teaching in Chatham County mm-hmm. and was getting burnt out as a first year teacher. And um, she was having a lot of the same feelings that I was having. Right. And it was reassuring. I don't know how reassuring it was for her, but it was reassuring for me to say, listen, you may interview with 10 different people, right. um, have half of them not even call you back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, have hope, rest assured, you will find a place. And if it isn't right, it isn't right. And mm-hmm. when the time comes, you'll know. And uh, it will be simple and easy. And the transition will be um, swift. And so mm-hmm. that happened for her. And she'll be teaching in Effingham next year. And I think it was just, I think it helped both of us to be able to go through that together because um, both of us understood right you know to degree what what they're going through and so I think that helped us especially I mean I'm sure there's times where both of y'all were like this is horrible that both of us are kind of in a pit but also to some degree like it's kind of nice to understand each other's emotions like this sucks I get where you're at like this is really hard to be in this space but y'all were kind of sharing in that um Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there was some understanding and compassion that wouldn't have happened if it was just, you know, one of y'all experiencing that. And now both of y'all are in a place where there is hope in your career. And there is, it, uh-huh. it, it's really sweet to see from the outside, like that transition for both of you, especially, honestly, especially like you said, so early on in your careers, like for y'all to yeah. be experiencing that hope so early on with, I mean, all of us still being so young to be in that space, um, it is really encouraging. And I'm sure both of y'all feel that right now. Yeah, we do. It's been, um, it's, it's been nice to have a, mm-hmm. um, it's like a, you know, it's like a fresh or a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Once. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it's definitely been a long, a long year and a half, huh? Long year and a half it of has, marriage. No, feels like just yesterday. <laughs> it feels like just yesterday. But I again, like you're listening to me. <laughs> that's fine. She'll hear. She'll listen to it later. She'll hear it. But it, and again, like you said, like it's not, it's, it's not marriage that has been long. Y'all have been enduring a lot of external things together, and now you don't have your own things. You have both of your things, and so it's a lot to kind of take on. And so 
the sweet part is that you guys are understanding of each other, that you do understand each other. And obviously, you know, that isn't always the case in marriage. So that adds stress too, yeah. but, but it's sweet that y'all have been able to kind of rest in this together and kind of experience change at the same time. Yeah, it has been good. Good. So for someone who is like, I'm in the same spot as you, like I get it. Um, I'm resonating with what you're saying. What advice would you give to them? Yeah, I would say, um, so one thing was when I first started applying to new places, I applied to one and I put my hope in it Mm -hmm. and it would fall through. And I was like, well, and people say, well, you know, keep applying, keep applying. I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to this interview and I'm, you know, I'm just waiting to hear back. It's like, just, just put it out there, you know? Um, all you can do is apply to places, um, try to find joy where you're at right now, but keep putting your name out there. Just keep, um, just keep the momentum moving because whether you apply to one place and get a job or whether you go to 10 interviews and never hear call back, um, it will come and it will be, um, you'll be glad that you waited for the perfect place rather than settling for somewhere um, that you don't want to be long-term. And that was one thing I had, I did not want to settle for somewhere and I didn't want to hop jobs over and over until I found the place I wanted to um, find it. And it is hard, but surround yourself with people um, that will care for you and understand that, it's um draining Mm -hmm. um but also i think you need to be self-aware that your um what you do cannot consume you and it affects how you treat other people and so you just have to be self-aware and know that um this is a season that you're going through and it will end and you will go into another season and it'll ready you for the next one And so I would just say to um, keep trying, keep your momentum up, keep Mm -hmm. people around you that will motivate you um, and will re-energize you. And um, yeah, just keep your head up because the time will come and I'm saying it from experience. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, you're kind of saying, just take the next best step, like do what is in your control. You don't have control over what job will say yes or when. It will happen, but just take the next best step. That's all, that's all that you can do. That's all that's in your control. Do the next best thing. Yep. Yeah. Control the controllables. The rest Mm, of it, you can't do anything about. I like that. Control the controllables. I haven't heard that before. My wife's heard it a lot. (laughs) So, uh, kind of on the other end of the spectrum for people, you know, in your life who are trying to love you well right now, whether it's Bri or your family or your friends, what advice would you give to them as they try to love you well right now? Yeah. So it has been, and each day it doesn't feel like I'm just busy, but it has been a very busy Mm -hmm. um, season and I don't know how long it's going to last. Right. Um, you know, it's been busy since, you know, Brad graduated college. We got married. We went right. on our honeymoon. You know, we we bought a house mm-hmm. and then we 
there is always something coming up. We've had house projects just over and over, you know, two small groups wanting to go play disc golf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe do something fun. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's hard. And I don't have time for it all. And I right. want to, because I, I don't like feeling like I've disappointed somebody. Like I, you know, right. I would love to go out with people all the time, but it's just a very busy season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's good, but you know, there's also hard stuff that you have to deal with. It's not hard, just different. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So a I, lot of yeah. change. Yeah. And so hmm. I would just say be understanding. Um, I would love to do everything I'm invited to. Right. I just don't have time. And I'll, I'll, it's not even always that I don't have time. It's sometimes just about mental capacity. Right. You know? And so um, I'm gearing up for a season of rest. Mm. So kind of your first one since being married. Yeah. I'm, uh, we have settled a lot of stuff. Mm. Not like between the two of us, just right you know stuff things so, have been tied up like some, yeah you've we've had just some been tied up. tied up right exactly and so um yeah mm. well i'll make sure to just invite you over every weekend so that you have more things that oh you yeah have i would to... love that that's the thing i'll say i'll say yes <laughs> okay i'll make sure not to invite you every weekend so that you don't have listen i'm down to come and help brandon with all his projects he just <laughs> He needs the motivation in this relationship. <laughs> wow, we are darting out. We are tossing out all our dirty <laughs> laundry. Yes. We have, for those people who haven't been to our house, we have, uh, gosh, how many open projects right now? The I'm going to name them. Yeah, yeah, you name them. I'll tell <laughs> no, you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was going to name them. You, no, no, no. You name them because I want to see if you know all of them. If I know all of them, all right. So. Brandon has I came, I initiated doing the backsplash at Brandon's house. You I did, actually gave him did. the tile. You did. And so uh, I was like, hey, do you want to go and do that backsplash? So we had enough tile to do half of it. And I've, right. I've said since then, hey, just get the tile and I'll come back over. <laughs> now, I mean, it's been months. And <laughs> so there's half the tile, no grout, um, uh... you know, patio furniture. Yeah, that just Brandon's started gonna, this weekend. Brandon's going to be upset. That's the thing about Brandon. I don't want to start a project if I cannot finish it. Um, Brandon has a lot of projects. He just wants to get all of them done at once. Yeah. Well, he, here's the thing. He gets very excited about them and you know, I can't complain. Like I have so many things that he has built that like I wouldn't have had otherwise. Like I'm not about Mm -hmm. to go buy brand new patio furniture right now. Like I don't, I'm not about to do that. So I can't be mad that he's building mm-hmm. outdoor patio furniture. And also I wouldn't have had backsplash. So, you know, uh-huh. and then in, in return, play. Brandon gave me backsplash. And so <laughs> you both got the backsplash. Here's the had. difference. <laughs> here's the difference. My backsplash is sitting in my garage because I know I don't have time to do it yet. Oh gosh. He just gets excited. Also, he has. You know, <laughs> oh, I'm joking. We're pretty calm. We've also been blessed. We have a lot of family close and so we've um they've helped us with a lot so yeah well travis i promise we'll hey hey 
Let's give him credit for the project he finished in one weekend. Our fireplace. It, it, it was impressive and it looks good. It does. He did good. it right. He, I think, honestly, unless you say otherwise, I think it's the best project he's ever done. Like, it looks incredible. Oh, I agree. Yeah. He, he did an outstanding job and the media stands gone. So that's a win for all. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just in the hallway. <laughs> no, it's in the office now. It's holding our <laughs> heat lamp for our ducks that he just got. exactly where it belongs sounds about right it does all right Trav we've we've covered a lot is there anything else that you wanted to talk about today or any last thoughts before we close things out I think we've covered everything I can handle today that is completely understandable. It sounds like you need rest tonight. Um, I know <laughs> this has been really sweet for me. I know that, you know, we banter and you think I hate you and, you know, we we joke around, but it's really sweet to have intentional conversations with you. So I'm, I'm grateful for you coming on the podcast, even if you didn't want to. <laughs> Anytime. Anything for you, Devin. Oh, thanks, Trav. You're the sweetest brother. How kind of you. (laughs) Brother-in-law. Brother, yeah, yeah. Can we compromise (laughs) with brother in love, even though I feel like, you know, it sounds kind of icky? Um, No. Oh, okay. I'm not calling Cooper my brother in love. I kind of hope you do. That would be really funny. I feel like he would do it. He probably would. He would. It seems fitting. (laughs) All right, Trav, thank you again so much for coming on this episode of the podcast. And thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get updates on the podcast, you can catch us at at How's Your Heart Podcast on Instagram. But I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and we will catch you soon. Bye.